The Talk Show. Four minutes after eight o'clock. Welcome to the show. It's the second hour. If you're just joining us, thank you very much for being here with us. I'm standing in for Mas Chabam Dolly this evening, and now we're joined by two very, very interesting ladies who've started what they call the Consciousness Cafe. Okay, that's very interesting. I'll tell you what comes to mind. You know, I can just see book snobs sitting there, <laughs> or yeah, social discussions, very robust kind of area. People talking about society and what it means. You know, to be consciously alive and active and present, you know, so I see it as a, as a, as a space of dialogue, a space of openness. But then again, I could just be going off on my own tangent. Let me welcome my two guests in the studio. They're actually the founders of uh, Consciousness Cafe, and it's a concept developed by these two ladies, Geke Muzeke and Anisha Pancha. Is it Pancha or Pancha? Pancha. Pancha. Perfect. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you. I'll start with you uh, just because you're next to me, Anisha. Let's talk about, you know, how the concept around the Consciousness Cafe started. Basically, the concept around Consciousness Cafe started with me and KK debating about the issues about race and other social issues in the country. And we thought, how do we get people to be more aware about these issues and how do we get them to talk to each other about these issues we have been talking about it in between with each other and we've seen how it, the South African public is actually bursting to talk about race issues and we thought we needed a wider platform where people could actually interact and talk about these issues that they really want to talk about and that are obviously pertinent in this country at the moment and for you, KK, you know, when we talk about, like she says, issues that are on boiling point like mm. race, mm. you know, they turn very emotional very quickly. Mm. And when they do turn emotional, you know, that's the end of the discussion. Everybody's going to scream at each other. You know, we're all going to, you know, raise our temperatures. But at the end of the day, nothing much will get done simply because of that heightened emotional space. How does uh, Consciousness Cafe create, you know, a conducive space for these kind of discussions? Um, so um, our aim is to collaborate with quite a few facilitators and psychologists in order to actually make these um, happen in a safe environment. Mm. And I mean, one of the the, the, the the central points of why we need to have this conversation is to so that people get past that rage and actually yes. start engaging past the anger and the fear and be, being scared to say certain things because it's going to come out in a certain way because you're a certain race. So, I mean, the, the, the whole point of why we want to do it as well is to get past that, you know, those bubbling feelings. I mean, just this week weekend we were attending um, a race conversation and you know people were crying and getting hysterical and really like what exactly what you're saying we saw it happening and you know that we are so far on to what we are supposed to be calling and living out as the rainbow nation and we still have such bottled up you know emotional you know interfaces when we have to talk about something that is so important and pertinent in this country like Anisha was saying we need to get past that and I think um, one of the key ways that we are thinking of you know is to have facilitators in, in that space sort of there because it is a very emotion, emotional space and it's not just anyone who can handle it you know it's something that really needs people who are expert and can you know handle the emotional things that come with it so when we're talking about the Consciousness Cafe, what kind of a space are we talking about here? Is it like an, an actual building with a, a little cafe where you can order a coffee and a tea? Or is it like a forums that are just, you know, come together once a month? How does it work? Well, Consciousness Cafe for now, we're launching the concept on Friday, but we aim to have a physical space by mid-2015. So yes, like you're saying, it, we want it to be an actual physical space, so an actual cafe 
where people can come and also eat and have a drink. And But the central thing around the cafe would be these different events, which would be these facilitated dialogues, which would also be screening of relevant documentaries and movies and discussions, inviting speakers to come in and speak about the different issues around race. So it would be an actual physical space. For now, we don't have a physical space, but that's the idea, that it would be the space where people feel this is a space where I can go for these kind of interactions, and it's a safe space. It's a space where I can feel free to talk about these things in a kind of a facilitated environment. And for now, how do you engage people on these platforms? So for now, um, we've um, so we will be collaborating with quite a few spaces in between um, Pretoria and Midrand and Johannesburg. So there are quite a few um, people that you know that are open to us coming to bring you know, for example, on a Thursday night there will be a specific speaker or a spoken word artist or a band or, you know, a certain conversation or a screening of a certain movie. So that's how the concept will be kept alive until we have sourced um, the physical space. So we're also kind of garnering the support and catapulting, you know, getting the necessary people from the nearby, you know, places where we can Mm -hmm. so that by the time that we have the actual physical space, we already have like a body of people that, you know, are familiar with the concept and know that this thing exists and we'll actually be also having another launch then to actually launch the physical space where there will be like your saying you know a cafe where you can get your coffee but you know that this cafe is more than just the coffee it's about what happens in the space and when you have issues about that you know that you can approach these people and you know try and address whatever the issue of the day may be okay so say now i come to consciousness cafe when you do have like your physical space you know how do i engage i mean do i engage just by the people that i find there you know start up conversations i mean i'm trying to marry the two concepts Mm. together because you know a cafe is the place Mm. where people go they do their own thing and then pay go and then you guys are also about coming together you know and, and having people discussing and, you know, having these platforms. How are you going to marry the two together in your physical space on a day-to-day basis? So on a day-to-day basis, um, the... So it would be more like a coffee shop. Yeah. Um, so it would be more like maybe selling, um, you know, the normal like sandwiches or whatever that you can go and have lunch at this specific place. But we t- we tend to we want to have events happening on a regular basis. Yeah. Like say every month we will invite a speaker to come and speak about the topic. So those are the things that will be you know the draw cards to the cafe itself. You know you will know that this is the cafe where you know next month. Professor um, Janssen is coming to speak or next month um, Marjorie Dobbs you know it will be that kind of a space Mm. but then on your day to day it will just be a space where because it has that whole um kind of aura where you know that this is what the discussions, this is what the cafe represents and what it stands for. So even when you go there to have lunch, you will be engaging with different people that are obviously, you know, probably people that are open to what the cafe represents and, you know, what it aims to do. So it will, so we I mean, not to say that we want to build a utopia of sorts, but it is a place where people know that whether I'm black or Africans or, you know, whatever I I might be, this is a space where I can feel comfortable in my skin. We're talking about the Consciousness Cafe. I mean, let's talk about the role of, you know, having these kinds of platforms where people's consciousness, you know, is brought forward. You know, like as Steve, we could talk about black consciousness. You know, consciousness is just about being aware of yourself and, and who you are and being able to have, you know, those discussions. 891 104207 891 104207. My name is Kanye Makubane. It's the talk shop standing in for my this evening. Kifilo and Good evening. Hi, Kifilwe. Yes, 
Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Thank you very much for being with yes. us. You know, as a rule, I go I'm always in in yeah, I don't know what you call it, captain. <laughs> you just call it like you know, a head calf, a head calf. Yeah, I I always say a wear a head calf. Mm. And the unfortunate thing is that when you walk in with a a head calf, people start downgrading you. Mm-hmm. And they start saying, oh, it means she is a, a domestic worker. You see, that's another problem. Mm-hmm. So they start downgrading you, and then I then have to fight to say, excuse me, even if I'm a domestic worker, this handcuff does not define me. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have a hairdo to be recognized. And that's another problem about both black and white South Africans and Indians. If you are wearing a headscarf, it means you belong to the lower echelon. Mm. And I wear my headscarf purely to to be arrogant, to say, <laughs> when you talk to me, don't talk to my headscarf, talk to me. And that is the problem. Both Africans Whites and Indians, they look down upon you. That is why even the lady from whatever bank, uh, whatever bank, an hour ago, you know, Kanye, I'm going to say she was talking rubbish. And I'm saying any African person who wants to buy property, never take a bond beyond 10 years. If you can't pay it in 10 years, it means you can't afford it. Okay, Mama Kifilo, let's stay focused on, on this discussion. Uh, let's talk about, is there anything you'd like else you'd like to, to, to contribute to the ladies about your headscarf? I'm saying to you, I will wear my headscarf because I wear it to make a statement that don't look at my headscarf. Look at me. And actually, I Google headscarf because I want to represent the domestic worker that people look down upon. Mm. That is why I wear my headscarf, so that I can represent the woman who all the white people, African people, and Indian people look down upon. All right. Thank you, Mama Kifilwe. 891 That's the number you can use to reach us here in the studio. We're talking about the about to be newly launched this coming Friday. Consciousness Cafe It's a concept developed by two young South Africans, Geke Muteke and Anisha Pancha, both interested and concerned about race issues in South Africa. Now, you're hearing Mama Kifilwe speaking, you know, talking about her everyday experiences and really the that's really where, you know, the true face of what race relations in South Africa lies, in mm-hmm. everyday, mm-hmm. you know, interactions. It's not in the big things that get reported. It's just the way you treat me and the way I treat you. Mm-hmm. How do we start, you know, saying, 
it doesn't matter if I am Kifilwe, who's a domestic worker, wearing my headscarf, my apron, and my trainers. You know, I'm 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 a South African. Mm. Afford me the same human rights as you know, big madam there who drives you know expensive cars and has maids to call. You know, she doesn't have more rights than I do. Maybe society may hold her in higher esteem, but we all have the same rights. How do you start to speak to such everyday issues? I think what what the caller Kifilo was saying is, like you're saying, it just points to also these subtle forms of, of discrimination or racism that people are experiencing in their everyday life. And this is the kind of thing that we want to be able to talk about because we feel that, yes, there are institutions where you can report racism. Those things exist in our country, but we feel that we actually need a platform just to talk about these the ways that you are discriminated, experiences, anger, the actual feelings around what you feel every day as a person walking around with a headscarf or a black person or an Indian person and how you experience those different forms of racism. And we feel that if we can talk about it, if we can start talking about how we feel, we feel angry, we feel fear, we feel we feel our guilt if we start recognizing these feelings and actually start talking about them and being aware of them being conscious of them that's when we can start doing something about them if these things are kept inside of us and we're walking around with them every day it's it's not healthy mm-hmm. as uncomfortable as these conversations are we need to have them we need to be uncomfortable we need to make mistakes we need to say Yes, I'm someone with a headscarf, but I still need to be respected. And once the other person who maybe has certain prejudices or views about you with a headscarf or you as a black person can understand that other person, it Mm. it brings Mm. you that awareness to say that person is a person. I understand them better. I like what um, she was saying also about her wearing the headscarf and arrogantly so because she wants to represent that I'm not afraid to wear my headscarf and despite the fact that I'm wearing my headscarf, I'm still someone that, uh, you know, should be listened to. And I think... um, I think it, it touches on the responsibility that all of us have to stick to our identity and to stick to who we are and make people understand that. And instead of conforming or, you know, kind of building into whatever expectations are from whatever roles that we are in, I think it's necessary for people to get out of their comfort zones and to be discom- to be uncomfortable, like Anisha is saying, to, you know, to really show our true selves who we are. That is, you know, the whole consciousness part of it, you know, to make people aware that, you know, as a black person, actually, I prefer to wear a headscarf. I don't want to have, you know, whatever hairstyle. Or if I'm working in a corporate environment, I prefer to actually, you know, wear whatever my traditional skirts. You know, whatever the case may be, we need to be in a place where we respect each other's differences and we respect each other's individualities. And we we are we don't need to be arrogant about wearing a headscarf because it's fine. You know, that's acceptable. That's who you are. And mm. outside of your headscarf, I can see your identity. I can see that you are Kifile. And I can see that this is these are the things that Kifile, you know, these are import- the things that are important to you. And who knows, you might find so many similarities across all these boundaries that we are putting up against each other. 891 We're talking about the Consciousness Cafe, a new concept that's coming up that's making, you know, it 
accessible to ordinary people to just come and have, you know, conversations about how they feel about race issues in South Africa because they are emotional, they are uncomfortable. And one point that white people will specifically always bring up is that I always feel demonized during race issues. You know, I know without fail that eventually it's going to get to finger pointing like your fathers, your forefathers, they did this to us. You must pay. You and and, and the person's like how do I start engaging where that's the platform on which these conversations start. Um you know from uh, uh the conversation that we were having on Saturday that, that came across a lot and there was a lady, a white lady, who was actually so emotional because she was trying to explain, you know, the white side of the issue. And it's necessary. We need to hear both sides of the issue. And yes, um, the white people are demonized because of what's happened in this country. But we are supposed to be past that, and we are not. And we need to find a way to get past that. And I, we Why are we supposed to be past it? We are supposed to find, not not past it in terms of, you know, forget that this is what happened in this country and just forgive and hold hands. Because I think that's what we've been trying to do. And that's what we've been trying to give a face to that, you know, we are this rainbow nation and we can all ha- hold hands and sing Kumbaya and, you know, everything is fine. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Mm-hmm. And And what we are saying is that we need to address it so that we can be fine, you know, so that we can get past... The, the, the current anger, the current place where we are actually stuck. We are unable to discover things about each other racially and all the different things that we can actually offer each other as people just on a human level because we can't get outside of the whole, uh, you know, all of these barriers, all these rages, these guilts, these demonizing of white people, these victimizations of, of black people, you know. All of these barriers, there are so many barriers that we need to get past in order to really be, you know, a cohesive nation. Mm, mm. Let's go to the callers. We'll start in Midrand with uh, Masimba. You, you, you're there in uh, Midrand. Good evening and thank you very much for joining us on the show. Uh, thank you very much for having me on your show. Um, I wanted to speak to the two ladies, Anisha and uh, KK. Yes. Just to find out... Um, so I understand the concept, and, and I'm, I'm quite excited about it. Uh, but I just wanted to find out uh, what they think the root is to this whole issue of uh, racism in South Africa. And I also want to find out um, how to deal with uh, the issue of foreigners um, and how they are treated also here in South Africa. Because I'm a male Zimbabwean. I've experienced quite a bit of um, xenophobic mm. um, uh, attitudes for many people. So I want to find out if there's, if there's going to be any space to deal with um, with those those issues. Because I think without getting to the root of the whole matter, we will be just scratching the surface. All right. Thank you. Before we respond to him, let me take Sipo in transit. Good evening, Sipo. Hello. Good evening. Um, just a quick one. I think we have had had a number of conversations around racism, and um, and I'm just wondering, we're going to talk about it. After we talk about it, so what? The racism is a big problem in South Africa. It has been going on since, and even before 1994, the perpetrators of racism, nothing happens to them. Um, in fact, they are beneficiary of the new dispensation. They continue to be racist. We continue to talk about it, I mean, shouldn't we be doing something about it? In other words, changing laws, 
decriminalizing racism and so forth, rather than just talking about it. Well, Sipa, let me throw it back to you. Don't you think that such uh, platforms as well are there to, to change behavior? Because behavior cannot be changed only by legislation. Behavior can also be changed by decisions that you decide once you have a paradigm shift, while you have, you know, a deeper understanding which moves you from a point of being racist to a point of saying, you know what, I don't want to be this kind of person anymore. I want to to move away from that. I mean, don't you think that the onus is also on us to do the work? No, the, the the onus is not upon me not to be racially attacked. I think you... No, 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 I'm not saying racially attacked. Let me make my point. Let me make my point. Okay, go ahead. You you are saying, don't you think we should talk to change their behavior? No, not their, our. Not their, we're not... My behavior. We're not saying... They are racist against me, I must change my behavior. No, 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 Sipo, I don't think you're understanding my point. I'm saying that when we have issues of race, right, we said earlier Mm -hmm. on that we can easily point to say, you white people, we can can lay it down from a historical point of view, we can give it, you know, the, the perspective. What I'm saying is, you said after discussions, so what? I'm saying, after discussion, is it not then where self-reflection comes in, where a person looks at themselves, whether you be black or whether you be white, but you look at yourself? My my view is that we've passed through that. I think we've gone through that. We have talked about it. People have reflected. This thing is so Mm deep-seated. I doubt we will make if we start talking about it as if dealing with it softly, um, discussing will go away. We need to come to a point that we have talked about this thing. This thing is a criminal act. It must be stopped. Perpetrators must be punished. Yes. And that, in my way, you can start seeing racism going the other way. I mean, we wake up every morning, people, and we've talked. There was TRC. There was all sorts of things. We keep talking about it. So time for talking is over. Time for chatting is over. Time for action. Exactly, ma'am. That's my point. I like that. Time for action. You know, time for talking is over. Again, Anisha, how do you feel about that? I think uh, what Sipo is saying is it's also what a lot of people think. Like, what's the point of talking? Uh No, what's so what? Talk and talk about race. And he's referring to action and. We believe that that Consciousness Cafe and other platforms where where the safe conversation can happen is a form of action because when you talk about something and when you get through that fear and mistrust and anger, you reach a new place. You reach a renewed place where you can actually talk to each other in in a healthy way and Mm -hmm. come up. Yes, there are still huge social challenges in this country. There is still gross inequality that that is racially divided. And yes... We, we do need to talk about these things, but we need to talk t- about them together. Mm. It's, it's not going to help if we sit on one side and other people sit on the other side and we say, oh, yeah, it's your issue, or government needs to sort this out, or we need to make laws. Yes, there are laws. There are laws, and those are important. If, if something racist happens to me, I can report it. But what about all the other subtle forms of racism? What about... People's everyday experiences, what about their, their feelings, what about their fears? We need to bring these out because if we haven't reached that point where we actually feel that all these feelings are out, we are not going to be able to get to the next step of doing anything about mm-hmm. them because we are so 
you know, we are so locked in that anger, in that mm. fear, in that mistrust that we can't act when mm. we are already mixed up in this. And yes, there have been, there has been the TRC, but many people feel that it, that wasn't complete. Also, for for many people, their everyday experiences. They can't relate to the TRC in those experiences. They don't feel that that conversation has has been completed. So we, we feel we still need to talk about this. And our our experiences from from different reactions to various things from Marikana Messica to Brett Bailey Spear, you can see that people are still not. They haven't completed that conversation. And before, before I come to you, Gege, let's talk about uh, what Masimba was saying in Midrand in terms of Consciousness Cafe also giving space to, to issues of xenophobia and the way foreigners are treated in South Africa. Definitely. Um, so consciousness is not just about, you know, the racist conversation. It's about being conscious as a human being, how you are relating to people around you, conscious of yourself and, you know, what is your representation as a person. And definitely, I mean, xenophobia is a big problem in this country and so is homophobia. I mean, so are so many other things that are based on, you know, prejudice, people just having certain perceptions or certain feelings about things being wrong or, and, you know, not engaging with people at the personal level to actually go outside beyond looking at just that the person is a foreigner, you know, get to know Masimba and who Masimba is, you might find actually that you have so many things in common with this person that you are barricading yourself against simply because they're, you know, Zimbabwean. Yes, fine, there are many, like Anisha was saying, there are many social structures that perhaps, you know, we are not happy with in this country. There are social challenges, there's problems, there's the Gini coefficient, there are all of these things that are wrong. But outside and over and above all of that, all of us are human and all of us need to exist together as human beings. I know it, it sounds very romantic, but I mean, this is the state of our country and we need to find constructive ways to make it work for all of us. And we need to understand each other better as people, whether we are foreigners, mm. whether we are, you know, black or white, whether we are domestic workers or corporate people, we need to get to a space where we respect and understand each other. Kekele Anisha, thank you very much for joining us. Just tell us where can people join your, your, your next event? So our um, our event on Friday, we have details about it on our Facebook page. Um, it's Consciousness Cafe um, on Facebook. So all other um, information we're going to be posting onto our Facebook page. We are also having a website which is um, on the way. And and you can also contact us on consciousnesscafe at gmail.com. Consciousnesscafe at gmail.com. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll be going to the Eskam African Affirmation Series.